Welcome in. This is Unscripted. My name is Tim Lindsay. Aaron McLaughlin is with me, and we have Brian Gendron here. Um, excited to talk to Brian. Uh, really, the, the precipice of what, what we wanted to do when we started this podcast was talk to people. Um, if they are originally from New England, perfect. He checks that box. Um, they are uh, business people that are also pursuing their passions. Uh, he might also be going vegan. He's also getting ready for a marathon. His wife has her own business. There's a lot to talk about. Um, Brian, first and foremost, um, you started in tech here in New Hampshire. Um, and then from there, what gets you from New Hampshire to Houston? What was the, how, how do we get there? How do you start doing that? Yeah, sure. First of all, thanks for having me, Tim and Aaron. Happy to be here. Happy to be from New Hampshire. I don't get to talk. I don't get to talk about that very often. Uh, People are like, so, where's that? They don't yeah, want to hear about it in Canada? Texas. Southern no. Canada. Yeah. I, I'm like, we have a star and a stripe on the flag. They're like, we. Yeah, they don't care. What? <laughs> but uh, but no, yeah. It's the the transition from. Uh, New Hampshire to Texas was very timely and not timely at the same time. So I was working at PC Connection, which is now Connection, of course, a New Hampshire-based company. Mm -hmm. And that's where Tim and I met. And, uh, and I didn't love it. <laughs> I didn't, I did not, I didn't like phone sales, uh, mm -hmm. as it were. I was decent at it, but I wasn't enjoying it. So I knew I wanted something different. My girlfriend now, at the time, now wife, was moving to Texas to go to chiropractic college. And so that presented an interesting opportunity for me to get out of the Shire, uh, something that my, my father had never done. And I was always curious, what if he'd left? What would that have meant for him? Mm. So I didn't want to have those same uh, questions when, when I got to be of that age. I wanted to at least try something new. Mm. And here was the opportunity. Now I say it was opportune. At the time I was leaving, there was literally, literally a hurricane coming to meet me in the Gulf. Hurricane Ike, Category Five, major storm, took out this this exact area that I moved to in Houston. Mm. Wow. Uh, yeah, but also we were in the middle of a of the the housing crisis, right? And that was the the writing was on the wall. It was really hitting New Hampshire pretty hard and it was going to be a hard road for New Hampshire. Whereas Texas, it cost me $5 a gallon to, to gas to get down there. Uh, largest medical center in the world. They had some, some industries that were going to do okay during this crisis and that ended up being good. So. Wow. All right. So you, so then how do we get, so you obviously Elena's going to school. She's going to start her practice. <laughs> Do you buy boots first, the hat and the boots? Like, what are you doing? Like, what do you, what's, what, what, do you get there thinking I'll figure it out when I get there because you're ultimately chasing your future bride? Or did you have something planned out before you got to Houston? No, very much. I'll figure it out when I yeah. get there. I, the boots, we'll figure oh, it out. Love, yeah. it'll just take yeah. you anywhere. Yeah, that's yeah, <laughs> something like that, Aaron. Yeah, I, I, I literally took a job at Chili's, at Chili's. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. Just to try to make, because then I could, you know, work nights and, and get to meet the people. Yeah. Uh, and Houston, some of the best Tex-Mex on the planet. Right. <laughs> you went to right. Chili's. Yeah. And uh, it was out of New Hampshire. I waited tables ready for Bugaboo Creek in Newington, which I don't think is there anymore. Uh, it is not. Yeah. But that was how I had the confidence to do it. But waiting tables when you're 21 versus 25 was quite a different experience. I was, I was very sore at the end of those doubles. Yeah. Uh, and I just, Thankfully, you know, I did. 
Yeah. You had chiropractic to help you yeah. out with that. Yeah. No, not at that. I mean, I did at that time, <laughs> but I was just being tested on. So. Oh, okay. You were the test subject, I guess. Yeah, they worked at cadavers during the school, and then they found live victims uh, in the evening, and I was one of those live victims. Nice. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So, so how do we get to uh, your company, Knoxerve? How, do, how does that all start? And what came first, I guess? Get us down that path. Yeah, exactly. So, so I ended up taking a job eventually. I, I worked at Chili's for like three weeks. and <laughs> It was very long. Yeah, it was, it was a long tenure. Grand opening, grand closing. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I barely even learned the menu. Uh, but anyway, I, I took a job similar, very similar to what I was doing with Connection, just sure. for a local company and right away, just super mm. refreshing to feel less of a cog in the machine of a Fortune 1000 company to being like, oh, the boss is listening to my ideas and thoughts and I can yeah. go to his office whenever I need to. So right then and there, it was like, okay, small business is, is a, the better lifestyle and fit for me. Mm. I also noticed the pace was different and I wasn't quite sure if that was small business or if that was Texas or both. Yeah. So it, I had to slow my brain down a little bit uh, to, to keep pace with this, uh, with this, this new style of doing business, but I loved it. Okay. Yeah. And so yeah. uh, years, years of working with that, Elena eventually graduates and then we have a, we're at a, a junction where uh, my, my, I had moved up a little bit, moved up into management mm. And Elena would, was, had now had this doctor degree of chiropractic, thinking about opening a clinic. And we could have went anywhere. I said, sure. uh, but, but sure. New Hampshire. I'm like, we ain't going back. Yeah. <laughs> anywhere but New Hampshire. Everybody in the country oh. needs tech and a back rub. Yeah, everybody needs yeah. chiropractic. Yeah. Well, and here's the deal. Like, you know, living in Houston, living in the city, the rate of change is very fast. And, I, and being a country kid from New Hampshire, where the rate of change is very slow, mm. Uh, it almost allows me to get both, right? So I get to see if I take a different way home now, there, I discover two new restaurants here in Houston. Uh, if I'm gone for six to 12 months in New Hampshire, there might be a new restaurant now in my hometown. Uh, so you see, so I kind of get the best of both yeah. worlds. And, uh, and then I was, I was excited. It was fun. When you, when you move uh, like that and you go to a completely different environment, that's really where the Delta is where you learn the most about yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. yep. And so, uh, so I was like, Lena, look, we can do this. We can go out West California, Denver. Uh, I'm, ex you know, not now I'm like, let's, let's explore. Yeah, or we can stay here. And she opted to stay in Texas, which was the safe play. But uh, then and there, I decided that I, was, I, I wanted more for my career, which is when I started uh, thinking about starting my own company. So, so that gets up and running and you still have clearly have this, this itch that you want to scratch. Um, and I'm so grateful for social media because after Connection, you and I may have never crossed paths again. Uh, and we truly hadn't barked at each other online in quite some time. And then Aaron and I started having the conversation about starting Unscripted. And I'm like, I'm like you know who is the, the, the test subject for the conversation that I want to have as we move through all these episodes is my friend Brian Gendron. I reached out to you because I knew you were already doing this. And ironically, and you please talk about it a little bit if you have some time, you're, you're also teaching podcasting. Like, so we've got Professor yeah, Podcast. He's our yeah. people. He's our people that has helped us to get going on. I think it was episode zero. We referenced people. Yes. yes. Brian is our people. Yeah. Brian's the reason we did episode zero. Yeah. Like you've yeah. got to throw some chum in the water to attract the sharks, right? We're like, yeah. oh, that's brilliant. Um, so, so not only are you, now you've got your company that you're starting, um, your wife, you have two boys now. 
uh, and you're like, I still have this passion project that I want to, to lean into and you start doing comedy. Yeah. Talk to yeah. Me about that. Wait, I mean, was it that linear? Like that seems very easy the way you laid that out, Tim. Well, yeah. I mean, hey, I'm the king of long story long. So the fact that I shortened that so he could tell the story is like a blessing in disguise, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'll kind of start from the beginning. So I, uh, when I started my company, it's called Knoxerve, uh, IT consulting, stuff that we were doing at the other other business. I, uh, you know, that that was my first step out into entrepreneurship on my own. You know, mm-hmm. I had helped my wife start her clinic I helped them start another clinic. And then I was like, look, we, you got a business model that we can put literally in every suburb in Houston and we can have this, this chiropractic empire here. <laughs> and she was like, Brian, no, I'm done. I'm done. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to put out a few kids for you. And oh. uh, yeah. And, and so what happened is that I had sort of this entrepreneurial energy. And by the way, that's genetic. My dad uh, has a, a, a patent on this product called the driveway groomer back in New Hampshire and I helped him market it back in the day and got some scholarships for it and stuff. So I had this sort of dormant entrepreneurial uh, itch that I was finally, you know, we did Elena's thing. Now it was my turn. Mm. And I didn't venture too far. I stayed in the same industry. And, uh, and that, was a gr- that was tough, right? Nine months in, it was, I was like, oh, shoot, I might have made a big mistake. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> yeah. And, and then hurricane number two, uh, which is hurricane Harvey hit. Uh, and then I, I, I just kind of dropped everything for a little bit and started just doing work in the community for a few weeks. And, and, uh, and it's one of those things where you stop like caring about it. And then all of a sudden it starts coming to you. Uh, and then there was a couple of large companies here in town that needed some help with disaster recovery initiatives that came to my company and we got, got off and running. So, uh, that was, a that was sort of the beginning of, of Noxerve. And then, uh, I had, uh, I'd set this goal. There's this thing called HBJ Houston business journal, 40 under 40. And I'm like, uh, I was admiring all the people that I knew that did that. And, uh, and I was like, man, I want to get that. That would be, you know, affirming that I'm doing all the right stuff. And mm. so then I started doing a lot of work in the, in the community and all the things that I thought you needed to do to get that award. And that just lined up all these interesting projects and initiatives and, and things. And I ultimately ended up getting the award, which was kind of neat, but uh, yeah. Awesome. Uh, but that's, that's where things like the, the business podcast, big ideas, small business came into play. Uh, that's where uh, a few other projects that I did working with some local nonprofits. Uh, I joined a couple boards, Playworks, uh, helping children, play at recess, which, which is something that kind of is, is something I'm passionate about. Maybe I'll share a little bit later with the marathon stuff. And, uh, and gosh, uh, Cassidy Esperanza, uh, helping foster care kids here in the city. All these different things were, uh, was, was a lot of fun and, and uh, uh, really helped me fill my heart as well as, uh, you know, get my name out there and, and, and get my business out there. Yeah. How do, you, how do you make sure that you're like, obviously, you've got a team of people at Knoxerve because it's, it, it appears from where I'm sitting that obviously Knoxerve is a big part of your life and obviously a big part of your financial growth. Uh, yeah. It sounds like you have so many other irons in the fire. How much time are you spending at Knoxerve? Is that true? And again, probably working from home. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right now I am working from home. Uh, actually right a month or two before the pandemic, I stopped working out of an office just out of by happenstance good mm-hmm. timing uh, i moved my office home and uh and really the my role is 
quite minimal in that I don't actually perform IT work, which is actually really nice, right? So I do uh, billing, invoicing, business development, marketing, uh, taxes, which I just did. Uh, all that. Oh, look all at the that smile. It, it was a great. Yeah, like really taxes. Exciting. Yeah. So fun. Well, feeling of accomplishment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, but no, all the all the back office work is my responsibility, and then of course managing okay. all the contractors that do the work. Uh, so that it's actually not as as time consuming. Okay. Uh, I found that if I was putting in, I was putting a lot of time into it, and I wasn't getting a lot of return on that time. And so I'm like, hey, maybe I should do other projects and other things uh, to fill my time that are fulfilling uh, that may also lead to business for Knoxerve. And uh, that, that led to me starting another business, which is my, I had a meeting today for Professional Association for IT Professionals. That's called, it's called Execs and Tech. And those are my customers, okay? IT decision makers, uh, as Timmy knows from our days at Connection. And I just said, let's put them all in a room every month. Let's ask them what they want to hear about, bring them speakers, bring them content, bring them additional value. And so I've been doing that for the last two years and, it, and they pay membership. I've got sponsors. So it's that, that's kind of a neat trick I pulled to <laughs> market my, get paid to market my company, Sure. Yeah. which was rooted in the idea that I didn't have the marketing budgets I used to have with my old company. How am I going to pull this off? How am I going to do it and uh, be able to afford it and actually flip to where that was part of the taxes I filled out this for 2019. Right. Income uh, generating mm-hmm. marketing. That's pretty smart. Yeah. If you're taking notes at home, <laughs> Brian Jenrin just created a club that you didn't know that you needed, that you definitely want to join. That's going to cost you money so he can sell it back to you. Yeah. That's really <laughs> what just happened. Yeah. Yeah. You wake up, you're like, where's my wallet? Why? How did no, I get this no. membership? Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, but there's, a, there is a lot of value in it too. Of I mean, course. Of course. Yeah. and the value is that I don't guess what they're, what they want to hear. I've got a committee sure. that tells right. me what they want to hear. So I yeah. know it's, it's what these, these, these professionals want to know about. And it's about advancing the careers of the next generation of IT leaders is the mission. And okay. it's kind of exciting where it's going. You know, it's today was a, a restart after the summer, we take the summer off, mm. the pandemic off, because we usually mm. meet in person. We're, we're doing remote meetings for the rest of the sure. year. So. Well, Is it only lot- local? Is it? So the, the, the growth plan, the vision for it is yeah. to have ch- chapters across the country. Yeah, uh, that would be amazing. Yeah, we're proving out value right now in Houston. Yeah. And it's, it's been a little bumpy. And again, the pandemic doesn't help. But, uh, you know, change in, change in leadership uh changes in sponsorship have, have just made it a little bit kind of a moving target but i think we're finding our differentiator and what makes us it special so then now we can build from there yeah cool. well and it allows you in that room it allows you to be the straw on the drink like you said creating value for them and when you're constantly asking them who would you like to hear from your 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 future casting what their next need is so it allows you to serve them better as they're as they're you know they're your clients which is really cool as well Mm-hmm. Um, so you're, so there's a lot of the business portion of it. And then you've got to talk about, and you talked about, you know, just making sure that you've got energy for all these other things. So we start to talk about fitness. We start to talk about, you know, what you're doing nutritionally and, and, and then above and beyond that, like the, to serve your soul is to get into the comedy portion of <laughs> things too. Like we haven't even gotten there. So whether you want to go the comedy route, because that when I saw that, I'm like, what in the hell is he doing down there? Because like I see you like clearly like, you know, like, you know, you and all these mid 30s always on Instagram at these meetings. I'm like, he's clearly in the exact avenue and, and, and he's talking to you know young business people on a regular basis. And then all of a sudden I see a shot of you at open mic night. 
I'm like, I've got, I've got yeah. to find out what's going on here. So talk about that, if you will. Yeah, that's, that's fun. So I, I joined Toastmasters early on when I started Knockserve. And mm-hmm. the reason I did that is that somebody had told me uh, years before that IT people go to Toastmasters, right? Because they, the, the yeah. engineer brain folks struggle with communicating. Uh, and it's true. It's a good, sure. heavy population in IT. But but what happened is I really enjoyed the program. I was really getting a lot of value going to these meetings. Mm. And then that that's what spawned the idea, or the, at least the confidence, to do podcasting, for example. And then it it, it really spun off into comedy. And and what happened was there's a <laughs> so it's a lot of things flying around at once. But there's a a a, a, a uh, a mentor of mine, the COO of the company I'd left before I started Knoxerve, his son was always, he was this little teenage kid that used to help us with events and like clean the the, the building when, on the weekends and stuff. And he was always around. I found out he got into comedy and I didn't know that there was a local comedy. I didn't even know that was a thing uh, until his name's Grady Pruitt. He's hilarious, but he got into it and then he won a contest. I'm like, if Grady can do this shit, I can do this, you know? I, <laughs> And, and so it was just an experiment. I, I was like, I, I'm doing this Toastmasters thing. Let me write five minutes and I can walk to the place down the street. It's yeah. called Rud, Rudyard's British Pub. And I, and I did. I got up there and like the first two minutes, just crickets. It was scary. I'm like, this is a huge mistake. And, right. then, I got, and then I got into the, to the second part of my set. And I was talking actually about being from New Hampshire. And, uh, and I got some That's laughs. That's always funny. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's always, always funny. funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I got some laughs, and that was the poison that I needed to be like, mm. all right, Grady, because Grady was the one that was kind of coaching me through it. I'm like, yeah. where's the next? Where do I go next? Where do I go next? And then just yeah. every night that week, and then you know, started getting booked on shows, and uh, just you know, taking that that public speaking to a more challenging, more exciting level, and then just learning all the uh, the business side of things, and being like, hey, I could make a real impact here. And then the first show that I kind of produced on my own was with the Chamber of Commerce. So that was kind of a, a, you know, already being in that world of business. Mm. And the next show I started was a Ha Ha For Hope uh, charity fundraiser, which I still do. And uh, volume three will be the next one we do with Big Brothers, Big Sisters. We we choose different nonprofits, children focused to to donate money and and build awareness for through comedy. And uh, that was my, my first sort of uh, big production on my own that I did. So I'm like, okay, I can start doing stuff in the community with this. Uh, and I, you know, there's potential business uh, opportunities down the road, which I'm exploring right now. Uh, and I get to tell jokes and have a bunch of fun mm. while, while doing this, <laughs> this kind of unique form of public speaking. That's so really are you, cool. are you doing a lot of, well, obviously right now I would, I would argue that the, the, the club sets are probably not happening. Um, did that, is that what gave birth to, uh, breaking bits or is it called yeah. breaking down? Is it breaking down bits or breaking Bre- bits? Yeah. Breaking down bits is yeah. a new podcast project I put together with another comic of mine. And really that stems from when comedy was, was full blown and going uh, mm. what's really cool about it. And something that appeals to me as sort of a fanboy of comedy is that you get access to these famous people that you, you think are, you know, you just see them on Netflix or you see mm-hmm. the, you know, they're, and then they're just there. They're, you can ask them questions. And, yeah. and, um, and so that tried up and we weren't able to, to have those, we call them green room discussions, you know, back sure. behind, backstage. Sure. 
And so I'm like, let's start a podcast and let's, uh, these comics are all bored. We can probably get some big names because they, nice. they, they ain't got anything else to do. And, uh, and it worked. And not only that, but, you know, it's getting our name out there and, and allowing us to learn and grow as comics without being able to perform as much. Uh, although comedy's kind of back right now in, in Texas. I gotta, I'm producing a show this weekend, this Saturday. Uh, and the entrepreneur... Yeah, yeah, no, everybody needs yeah. a laugh, right? Yeah. But the, entre- the entrepreneur in me is, is doing it a little different. Uh, we're, we have our live, socially distanced, gotta wear masks, sanitize on the way in, check your temperature, all mm-hmm. that safety stuff, tables are six feet apart. Uh, so we can only have so many people, but I've also opened it up where I'm gonna have two, maybe three cameras. I'm gonna connect the sound directly in the board and I'm gonna live stream it uh, for anybody who wants to pay for it uh, anywhere in the world. So, That's awesome. that, which is kind of neat. And if they're local, they get, uh, 20% off the takeout at the rest of the, the, the place that we, we have the show. Chili's. Makes, no. makes it fr- not Chili's. <laughs> not Chili's. <laughs> nice. uh, Just no, no, it's good. Rudyard's British Pub. They've been doing comedy yeah. for 40 years. Oh, that's where you did your first set. It is. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, How cool yeah. is that? That's awesome. Yeah, yeah full circle. Uh, that's awesome. So it's, but not, I haven't seen anybody else doing it that way, which is innovative and, and might prove out to be a, a business model that I can take forward as a, as a potential club. So we'll, we'll see on that. Well, it's, it's, and, and I'm only coming up with this comparison off the top of my head right now, but it's almost like, you know, uh, coffee and cars with comedians, right? Just that opportunity to sit and talk to them about where, you know, how do you, how do you sketch something out? How are you penciling something out? But it's the two of you. It's almost like science fiction theater where they're sitting there watching the movie and they're having that conversation. And, and, and it's you and you, I I feel like your co-host is your, is your regular co-host, correct? Yeah. Drew. Yeah. Drew. Drew, Yeah. And, and, and you, you watch the set, you sort of break it down like game film. Yeah. And then invariably bring that person on if, if you, if you have the ability to, right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, so it's a pretty neat format. Uh, we're getting a lot of great feedback and we're adding a lot of production to it that, that you know, it's one of those things you, you just got to start it and then see where it goes and then see what you can add to it. How do you make it better? And so it's been a, it's been a cool ride. We're already talking about some neat guests for season two. Awesome. That's awesome. Um, so what is like for you, what's the next thing you want to do besides the production for comedy for you? Is there, do you envision like, in your in your head like hey i'm gonna have a netflix special like that's that's where i want to get to and i know that's pie in the sky every comedian wants a netflix special of course but is that where you want to take it or do you want to keep it grassroots and use it to be philanthropic uh well i do want to continue to be philanthropic that's that's part of part of my mission with this but uh actually it looks as though the 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 move right now and 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 right now is uh might be right now Mm. is buy low on restaurants. So there's, there's comedy clubs that are unfortunately closing their doors right now. Right. Uh, there is a lot of restaurants that are closing their doors right now. There's a lot of uh, kitchens available. There's, there's talented staff now available. There's a lot of mm. resources in that space. Uh, and this, if this model proves out, this show that I'm putting on to, uh, this Saturday and then two weeks from Saturday, and I can prove out this model where it's uh, where we've got cameras from multiple angles people being able to buy it live stream have it for 48 hours after the show if they attend all that stuff is kind of interesting to me it's a little different and possibly possibly uh, i'm getting talent out there out into the world uh before it has to go to the gatekeepers and i'm talking about netflix or mm. amazon prime right. or hbo sure. uh, because there's, a, there's so much talent here in this city and there's talent in cities across america 
uh, that's not getting discovered. And so I think that there's an opportunity for us to uh, have a hand in helping put that out. So it could take the form of almost like a, a digital, <clears throat> digital television station, mm. uh, because ultimately uh, each, each of these productions, uh, and, and this isn't just limited to stand-up, by the way, we have cameras. Those can be rolling throughout the day where we can have comics or other people come in and create content. Uh, and you can either pay us to use your studio or we help you get your name out there and then we own it. And of course, if we own it, we can syndicate it and use it for whatever purposes we need. So uh, I, I'm, I'm really excited about this model. And again, mm. I'm, I'm testing it out to see if it can actually be a viable business with this, with this production. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. I think we, we, <laughs> joke, we joked about um, when we were getting this, this show started that we were going to, you know, we're looking forward to having you on. And, and I think we're, you know, only about 25 minutes in. If you don't feel like you're doing enough in your life, you're right. Um, Jenrin's got 15 <laughs> projects going on. Tired. Yeah, like I feel I'm like tired. I should go run a lap or something just to yeah. catch up with you, which brings yeah. me to my next question. Yeah. Um, let's, let's talk about how you, you know, one of the most important things, and you certainly have to do it, and anybody who's successful in, 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 in their life, you, it, there's got to be some structure. So between... Elena, the boys, Knoxerve, comedy, all these projects you have going on. I love that you get to dork out with the tech side of you in building this, this brand that's probably yeah. going to turn into something that's, we'll talk to you in two years and it's going to be a thing. If I can get you on the phone at that point, I don't know if we'll be friends anymore. <laughs> that's nice. No, trust me, tell Brian, he knew me. <laughs> yeah. He knew me before he was him. Um, yeah. You've got to balance all that. Uh, our fearless leader at our company, um, uh, uh, you know, would say that you've got to take care of your temple with nutrition and with your physiology. So, so you're always like, I just saw you today on the gram and you're doing deep knee bends and hot yoga and whatever. And you were running, like you did 15 things today already. So obviously that's important to you. What, what led you to, uh, I think you're going to run your first marathon. Is that yeah. what you're that yeah. chasing? Yeah. That's so right. Houston Marathon coming up. And also you made a nutritional decision for yourself as well that we'd love to hear more about. Is the yeah. marathon virtual? It may be. Yeah. yeah. And I, and I, I have a friend I, who's doing the Boston one virtual, I think, mm. or yeah, did. Yeah. I used to be bummed out about that, but I'm excited about it if that is the case. Mm. And I'll tell you why in a minute. But, uh, but no, yeah. T- and actually, marathon's interesting because the last time I really connected with Tim was when he was running, I believe, his first marathon. He had this incredible weight loss story where he lost me as my, my weight in a person. And I'm not small. I got some of your back kid. Don't worry. I got some of your back. We're working on it again though. But yeah. And, uh, you know, happy to donate and, and support his cause and that. And, and I think he finished like 10 or 11 since then. Uh, but, uh, but no, it, it really comes down to, like you said, you, you've got these values and I decided uh, that my values were, were family and health and creativity. And, and now you're starting to see these things come out, right? Of course, creativity in form of, comedy, sure. uh, family, and in, 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 the, in the way of spending time with my, my kids and my wife and, and making that a real priority. Uh, in fact, starting the company, Knoxerve was, was a part of that. I got offered a really lucrative job that would be, uh, I, in some ways, I wish I didn't turn down because mm. it was a lot of money. <laughs> you don't make a lot of money. When you, start, <laughs> you don't start going. But I was going to be traveling. They said you travel 50% of the time. And I talked oh, to some yeah. of the employees. They're like, no, mm. it's more like 90%. Like, you mm. come, yeah. you pick up your dry cleaning and you leave. And I'm like, that ain't going yeah. to work for my lifestyle. Mm. But um, my health became an important pillar of that. 
And, uh, and honestly, a lot of it, marrying a chiropractor helps, right? Because she provides all the education mm-hmm. uh, about, uh, and all the, the vitamins, I get, I get really good vitamins <laughs> yeah, <laughs> from yeah. her regular chiropractic care, acupuncture care, all these things. He did three but, B12 shots before we went on the air. So he's excellent. wired. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah but, that's right. But, uh, but I had always like, in, uh, at one point I had weighed 300 pounds. So not quite to, I didn't blew one up quite to where Timmy had, but that was my time of PC connection when that I stopped waiting. It takes a lot of work. Yeah. It does. It's, yeah. it's, you have to be intentional. Remember, remember connection though? There'd be like donut, the, the, the donut cart would go by. <laughs> I'd be like, I'm not making any more calls. I, I'm, I'm in a committed relationship with this crawler right now. I, I'm in a coma. Uh, yeah, no, that Timmy, that, so you of all people know this, that, so, and I, 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 right when I left college, in college I went to New ha- University of New Hampshire, which is just hills and you walk everywhere and I didn't have a car and all that. Mm-hmm. And then and I was waiting tables and then I, 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 I joined Connection and I, uh, I, I was working that desk job and then waiting tables at night and weekends. I literally worked for like two months straight just trying to kill off all the credit card debt from, from college and I got it done. And then as soon as I got it done, I'm like, all right, I'm just going to go to the desk job and then just ballooned up like a hundred pounds. It was, it was that drastic. Yep. Uh, so I'm, you know, that, that always stuck with me. Like I'll never get back there. Mm. And then the, the ceiling, I just kept getting lower and lower as about how much I would allow myself to weigh. Mm. But I never, you know, I never really got into the science of it. And then I connected with a friend of mine, his name's Gabe Canales. He owns a, uh, or he runs a nonprofit called Blue Cure about, uh, prostate cancer, mm. uh, and trying to educate people. Cause he was 30 something, 32, maybe when he got prostate cancer, really young. Right. Yeah. But his whole premise is that, uh, 80% of, uh, of chronic illnesses, more than 80% are preventable. Mm. And that kind of, that, that stuck with me. So my value is health. How serious can I take this thing? And it just went bananas this year. Uh, I mean, I, I, I ran the half marathon, barely made it. And I'm like, okay, what are the changes I need to make to mm. be able to make this into a full marathon? Mm. And how do I make that into a triathlon? How do I make the triathlon into half Ironman? And then we'll see where that goes. But then he's uh, going to do one where he's telling yeah. jokes every mile. It's yeah. going to be recorded. <laughs> yeah. It'll yeah. also be live stream. Telling jokes yeah. while he runs. Yeah. 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 So, uh, so it would happen anyway. So I, I decided to get more and more intentional about the, the exercise component of it. And that really started in quarantine. I'm like, look, this, this is, this coronavirus seems to be preventable very early on. I'm like, if you're, they were coming out that, you know, if you're obese or overweight, that, mm. that you're at risk. And I'm like, okay, well, instead of focusing on the numbers and the ticker of how many people are getting this and how many, mm. how about I focus on what I can control sure. and just took that. That's when things really went into hyperdrive. Um, and then, and then training for the marathon was sort of the goal that kept me on track. And it just came to, you know, let's, let's run every day. Okay. Uh, let's, let's start doing yoga to keep ourselves flexible. Cause it's our hip. My hip is the problem that mm-hmm. I had with the mm-hmm. half marathon. And so I started doing hot yoga every day. Uh, and oh, I, got I was a joking. Life- you are doing hot yoga every day. Hot yoga yeah. is. So if no one's ever done hot yoga, can you like explain you're in a room, it's 95 degrees. It's 108. Like- I thought it was 108. I don't know. I think it's supposed to be 108. Somewhere in between there, yeah. Yeah, I think so. And it's like, smells like BO and feet. Yeah. 
the first time I ever did it, my, my very close friend and I had both just had babies. So that's not a great place to go when you've just had a baby. Mm. And it probably, we needed it, but like they shut the door at one point and they're like, nope. they don't want you to disturb anybody. Right. She reached over, grabbed my arm and was like, I'm pretty sure we're going to die in this room. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You gotta be, you're all in. You're all in. <laughs> And, um, and then we bought memberships for like, oh. a, you know, <laughs> well, that that's, that's a pretty interesting experience. Uh, the first few were, were pretty hard, uh, for yes. sure. I, I wasn't afraid of death, but it was, uh, I was like, I would yeah, kind of like when I started the company, I'm like, what am I doing? But, uh, <laughs> uh, and I, I should couple, two things I really want to call out because these are really important on my fitness journey. Uh, number one was Peloton. My wife introduced me to, to Peloton. Her and her business partner decided they were going to get bikes and I had no idea what it was. But once I found out, I was on the bike every day. And so that was a big, that was something that helped me a few years ago. And then I started exploring the app, which, which gives me so much cool stuff. So they, mm. the running that I do, Peloton's coaching me through it while I run. Uh, before I do it, I do a core floor workout to kind of get me warmed up. After I do it, I use Peloton stretching, something I never wow. did, you know, stretching after working out. Mm. So critical. Never used to pay that any attention. Yeah. Uh, meditation I do first thing in the morning. I'll try to find another day all through, all through Peloton, right? Uh, the other cool. thing. Yeah, yeah. So I highly recommend that. And they just dropped the price on their bike, which that's kind of a ripoff. Anyway, well, they just but... they just added a new one. Yeah, yeah. The new that's one's right. launching today. So they knocked 15% off the old one. Um, yeah. And I'm I got to be honest. I'm surprised. I thought for sure when Peloton went to version two or the, the, they're calling it the Peloton Plus, I thought for sure they're going to add gradient. Because oh. if you look at the Nordic track model that uh, yeah. a couple of people in my office have gotten, it's got the gradient built into it. I've got... I've got the setup from Wahoo that actually it's the kicker in the back and there's a climb in the front. Yeah. And when you're, when you're, I'll say plain Zwift, trust me, I'm not smiling when I'm doing Zwift. When you're on the bike and you're in Zwift or any, whatever app you might be using, when you hit gradient, it actually raises the front fork of the bike to up to 20% or down 10%, which you wouldn't think does much, but it does affect which muscles in your body are reacting. Right. So I'm yeah. surprised Peloton didn't add that gradient to it in this new version, which is, yeah, and, and like I said, that, that bike is kind of ripoff. In fact, that, what I would recommend is what, is what you're doing. Uh, anything like that. And yeah, then the just Wahoo setup's amazing. Yeah, and then 20 bucks a month, you get Peloton Digital. You can throw it on a big screen. You mm -hmm. don't even mess with their equipment. Their bike's not even that great, uh, to your point. I, I was going to joke earlier, you were raving so much that you must own stock. You clearly don't. You just burn it to the ground. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then, you know, the other thing I want to call out was uh, uh, I joined Lifetime Fitness here in Houston, and mm. it's a brand new facility, brand new, 80,000 square feet, two like resort style pools. Wow. And it's in the middle of this like business area that mm -hmm. where everybody's working from home. And, and all summer, I've had the place to myself. It's been absolutely wow. incredible. And so it's, it doesn't smell like feet or sweat. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, it's brand new, <laughs> all brand new equipment. It will and, get there. Yeah. The only yeah. problem is if he dies during hot yoga, there's nobody to pick him up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, so that's been great too. And they have a workspace that I can work out as part of the membership. Uh, awesome. it, yeah. So that, so that, that's that. And then, and then just the last thing I think I wanted to hit on was that uh, about eight weeks ago now, I think, mm. I don't know where I'm at. I, I decided to go vegetarian with my diet and, uh, and near vegan. I mean, I, the, the only thing that's separating me from vegan is like, I, I don't, I sometimes I eat food with cheese in it and real cheese mm. and I eat egg whites every day. Um, but if I pulled the plug on those two things, it wouldn't be that hard for me to do. I'd be full on full on vegan. 
And that comes from, I've got, you know, this 20 pounds that I, I, I feel like that I know I could lose visually. Mm. I'm like, there it is. Uh, that comes, yeah. there's that, uh, that, that stems from childhood obesity and drinking two liters of soda every night when I was 11, 12, dealing with my parents' divorce, you know, all that, another podcast maybe, but another show. Uh, yeah. I would love it. Uh, so going after that, that area to make this marathon a little bit easier on the, on the body. Mm. Uh, let's try this and it is working. Yeah. Good for you. That's all. Well, it's so funny when you think about the, uh, so in the last, I think it was the end of, um, the end of July for me, I'd run into my friend, Rich, we both coached our kids in football and he, uh, it was, it was like the second time we played golf and he was still doing keto. And, and I hate to say the, I hate to, you always hate to tell anybody what you're doing. Cause they're like, Oh, you know what you should be doing. Everybody's yeah. always got their recommendation with a donut and a, and a, and a Marlboro red in their hand. They're going <laughs> to tell me how to live my life all of a sudden. Yeah. So, you know, truth be told, I had done weight watchers, which I affectionately call fat watchers. I had done fat watchers to lose my weight way back when that Brian had referenced. And then, you know, he'd been doing keto and I'm like, okay, it's sticking with him and he's down 80 or something. Yeah. And he's, huge so he looks great he looks like a telephone pole um i look like a fire hydrant next to him that's fine another show for another time as brian would say and and i just said you know what that's god telling me that that he's committed to this he's that's somebody's telling me in the universe that i should give this a shot and it was just it was i guess you know new enough or novel enough to me that let me do this because it'll pull me out of my head space of what i was doing before and weight watchers has changed so much Truth be told, I think Oprah's ruined it because she's like telling everybody, you can eat 15 tacos. If they, if they zoom in on the camera, the taco's the size of a chiclet, right? You know, but she doesn't, they don't show you that, right? All that being said, I started to do it. And when you think about the stuff that really they want you to avoid for keto, it's very Atkins-ish, but it's just a lot of processed stuff. It's certainly a lot of bread. Um, I would like to bring some sweet fruits back into my life. So I think I might start to do you know, maybe instead of keto Timo, I don't know what I'm going to call it, but something a little bit different, but it's just really, if you, to what you're doing too, and anything like that, if you think about way back when, if you didn't hunt and kill something, you didn't have any meat, you were doing the Tom Brady diet, whether you want to admit it or not, you know, so it's, it is, it is fruits and leaves and berries and, and, and the such, you know? Yeah. And then surrounding that with, which is whole foods, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, whole vegetables and, and fruits and organic foods. It's just living with a chiropractor. That's just, that's just part of the territory that's the uh, jam yeah. yeah yeah and uh and then i actually you know the cool part is i, I can be a little bit more lenient with uh carbs and stuff because i need those i work out a ton you know yeah. and just making sure that they're whole grains and rich in substance that uh that i'm able to to get through these busy days and yeah. stay up late to tell jokes but uh <laughs> real quick real quick i just want to i know we're kind of running at the end of our time but uh the 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 half or the excuse me the full marathon maybe going virtual. And what I've decided is I'm trying to figure out some combination of like wearables or in a camera, something like that, where I can have friends join me on Facebook live for parts of the run. And I'm searching and I've had a few recommendations for a cause related to childhood obesity, because that's Perfect. kind of the beginning of this journey that I'm on, yeah. uh, where I can raise money and awareness and then also participate and bring people in uh, through this moment. And I like already teared up thinking about the finish line, uh, moment, right, Timmy, you remember yeah. that. So, yeah. uh, so that, that's what I'm thinking about doing just to make it still meaningful instead of having to be all pissed off that I have to run this thing all by myself. <laughs> uh, I'm going to well, try to wire that up. Yeah. And I have a friend who 
posted her route uh, with some some of our in our community for Boston. Yeah, and um, she had worked so hard to get her number, and then it's virtual, right? So, um, what I guess creating opportunity even depending on where you're running, that certain family and friends can come out and be on your route safely. Um, you know, it's a little bit like, yay, for our one, like there's a marathon happening. Like there's only one person running by, but you know, it's still, there are ways that you can, can create it so that you're not alone. Well, uh, <laughs> I was going to joke with Brian. Like I always started the Boston marathon with a ton of people. I typically finished alone. It wasn't dark <laughs> out when I finished. I have the most patient wife ever. We just celebrated 24 years and the time she spent on Boylston waiting for my slow Irish ass to finish. Right. Um, <laughs> now without fail too. And I, and just to point this out, cause I, I, I think I can compare it to what a lot of people are going through is the year the bomb hit. I was having a particularly horrible year and I was, when they finally shut down the course, I was at mile 22, which is in between Cleveland circle and, and, and the top of heartbreak hill at Boston college. And they shut us down. They sent us back to immaculate conception um, or St. Ignatius on, on campus at BC. And um, through a series of phone calls, didn't have my phone with me, my mother, you have to hear my mother. Why don't you have your phone? I've earned the right to be without my phone for four hours. Right. I just trained 18 weeks. Anyway, that aside, um, we, we had to wait 11 days until they reopened Boylston because they were obviously doing a lot of FBI work down there. And my wife came, my wife drove me down with Aiden and my father-in-law was with us and she dropped me off at, at, uh, at St. Ignatius at BC and I finished it by myself. And it was cool because that morning I'm running down and a couple of people like walking to work and one guy on a bike realized what I was doing. And what I didn't know, my good friend, John Duggan, who works, um, has run a bunch of Boston's and who works on the, the race team had mailed my wife a medal because I never got one because I never got to finish. So she had a medal for me that morning. When oh, I, that's cool. so oh, that's I can, cool. I can certainly understand how people are going to feel running for you, your first marathon. And it's going to be virtual at the same time. If you can tie it to a cause that we yeah. can help, you know, you and us and all your friends can help support. That would be awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. You're still going to love it. And then you're going to get addicted and you're going to have that <laughs> moment for about seven minutes after every Boston, I'd be like, that was the dumbest crap I've ever done. Then you get in the car and you're driving home. And I know I'm going to my parents' house in Charlesford and there's going to be a Mai Tai the size of my head <laughs> and like a bunch of sushi. And I'm, I'm like a seal laying on my back eating dead fish. And I'm like, when do we sign up again? You know, mm -hmm. you'll be right back into it, right back into it. That's awesome. Congratulations. So we'll much see. going on. What are you doing tonight? Like, do, do you ever take a break? Yeah. So there is an, uh, I got to actually, after this, I have to bring the kid to uh, jujitsu. Oh yeah. So that's fun. And then uh, I'm going to go do some hot yoga and then I got to go to uh, open mic and then I've got a fantasy football draft and then, nice. <laughs> yeah. And then hopefully roll into bed and start it all over again. Yeah. Fantasy football. That's, you know, my husband's already like had his draft party Who and hasn't? Yeah. he's already been on his phone and I'm like, how are you doing fantasy football when there's no football? He's like, there's football, Aaron. Starts there's football. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> Somebody called me on this. They're like, you, I, I could name off everybody on the Patriots 53-man roster a few years ago. And they're like, why do you know all that? And I'm like, why do I know all that? So I'm, <laughs> I'm awful at fantasy football now. I'm kind of more of a, if anything, a comedy nerd uh, yeah. than I am football. But uh, 
I'll, I do my best. I, I, I'm like, here's my donation. I'm not, I'm not. Yeah. It's oh yeah. Yeah. For fun. Yeah. It's totally. And that's what, you know, he said, he's like, it's social and we, you know, he and his friends in the group, they text each other. Like I feel like all day trying to work trades all day. Um, so I'm like, Oh, okay. I get it now. And you need it. It's <laughs> the pandemic is made. I, so everyone needs it. I used to, yeah. I used to be into all that. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm a head still when I, when I used to work for somebody else and didn't give a shit, I was on my computer all day <laughs> making <laughs> trades and stuff. Now, yeah. yeah. Now I don't have time. Too much going yeah. on now. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I, what I love the the great quote, we had our draft uh, and I've been doing it with my friends from the neighborhood. This is our 25th season since college finished, which is horrible to say out loud. And, um, like two picks in, everybody's just like, my team sucks. Like we're immediate, like, because <laughs> everybody's like going out, to, they're going to do their homework. Yeah. And I got all this stuff, this like beautiful mind schematic written on their bedroom window with a black marker. Like they know what they're going to do. And then it goes to hell. Um, well, Timmy, you started on like spreadsheets and stuff. Now there's, I imagine, right? There's, yeah, now it's get, all, you get perfect information now. It's not even, it's, it's yes. not even a, a thing, right? It's I like, like, yeah, my theory this year was best available athlete or any hyphenated name I could get my hands on. Yeah. I want ha ha Clinton Dix to move to quarterback so I could draft him, but he, yeah. he, you know, I was uh, one, one thought I had, and I know this isn't a fancy football podcast, but uh, <laughs> any, anywhere there's continuity, right? Because they didn't have a, a full training camp. So they didn't have a lot of time to prep. So like Kansas city tree chiefs returning 20 out of 22 starter, that seems mm -hmm. like a good safe bet. Right. So yeah, yeah they're going to, they're, they're going to be good. I, I'm excited for the fact that uh, we're actually going to have I guess the, the normalcy of some football for now. And I, and somebody made a great point over the weekend too. If they can, if they can stay relatively healthy until it gets close to the playoffs, they can bubble the playoff teams. Yeah. And they, they could be okay. I just, and I, I want nothing but health and prosperity for Thomas Brady. I want him to lose. <laughs> I want him to lose all 32 of their 16 games. I have no desire to see him. Bitter. Yeah. You're a little oh, bit bitter. Nope. I will definitely be rooting for everybody except for him at four o'clock on Sunday when they play. That's I'm awesome. trying a bit tonight where, uh, where I, I'm like, it's really hard looking like this and not being able to throw a spiral. Uh, and then I'm like, and then I'm like, I have to, I'm disappointing, uh, uh, kids at, at, at the pool and at the park, whenever they show up, it looks like I should have a full ride to Vanderbilt, but instead I'm here blaming the football. I'm yeah. like, can we like Tom Brady, this football? And they're like, no, sir, that's a, that's a nerf football. That's a nerf, yeah. Can't take the, any air out of it. Yeah, I have to defy physics with my unathletic ability to not throw a spiral. Yeah, anyway, so I'm working on that. You make up for it in wisdom and talent, sir. Yes. It's been awesome. It's been a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much. Hey, please let us know uh, how your training continues. And once you've desired what you're going to tie your race to, uh, get us a link so we can share it with our, with our people and get you some, uh, some more coin for the kids. For sure. Thanks what, are for you doing, on, what are you doing to track you visually while you're running? You said you were thinking about a camera or something like that? Yeah, I found some wearable glasses and okay. looking at something like a setup where it's uh, where it's a GoPro sticking out here. I, I've, I still haven't worked it all out, but uh, hopefully a it's chesty still... on a ten foot pole. Yes, yeah, yeah it hasn't been uh, it hasn't been announced yet that it's virtual, so we'll still hopeful it happens in person. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Be awesome, Brian Gendron. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Brian. Have thank a good set tonight. Tell everybody at Chili's <laughs> we said hello. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you're gonna stop by there for some chimichangas or something like that. Uh, do they even have a Chili's in Texas? Or it's gonna be closed Southwest, by now. I can do the Southwest egg rolls because there you go. That's vegetarian. Yeah, vegetarian, of course. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Have a great night. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Take care, everybody.